0: Hold up. I just found out that Hayden Christian is going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. The man that literally ruined three damn movies and he wasn't even in one. Now, for that bitch. that bitch. for that bitch. for that bitch.
1: You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga
0: bless. Welcome back to Black Rock House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back, belatedly, for another episode of Years and Years. This is episode four, written by Russell T. Davies and directed by Simon Sellian Jones. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. It was really sad, but it had some good, heartfelt moments, some moments that were a long time coming and uh definitely a tragedy i don't even know because i say heartbreak and then tragedy and i do feel like those are two separate things because we have a few people that went through a lot of heartbreak but in different ways in this episode and then we have the one tragedy which is the loss of our beloved daniel everyone loved daniel but Daniel was Daniel. <laughs> Daniel wanted what Daniel wanted, and he was determined to make it happen. This is or could be considered romantic to some people, and it is also very sloppy and irresponsible to cynics like me, who's <laughs> thinking, man, you really. Couldn't just be patient, wait it out, allow time. I think there was a lot going on. The world was feeling as if it was being sucked of all meaning or purpose or it was too chaotic to absorb for Daniel. So he encompassed his entire life around one victor and in the end i like victor i like victor a lot i think victor probably is a little bit more realistic than daniel ever was i think what daniel was doing was very grandiose and it is almost a fairy tale story right you're he's the the uh the poorer you know immigrant and then he's got this guy that will you know go the great distance for him across the seas and boats that unfortunately drowned him and that's how that story ended and it sucks because he got his freedom finally but it came at a cost to someone he not only loved but a family he had grown close to and now he will be living out that freedom because he was what, eight, six years younger than Daniel? And th- there's, there's a lot going on with that situation that I will talk about more as we get into the episode. It did not, not make me cry and ball like a baby with Daniel dying, even knowing what was going to happen. I knew it was something. I didn't know it was going to be him dying, quite frankly. I thought maybe Victor would die, but I knew whatever it was, it was not going to end with a happy bow ending because the reality of the situation is they don't. So I applaud the script for not sugarcoating what the realism was and how it was bound to unfold. And had it happened to someone that we all universally don't have too many problems with Daniel he's he's a sweet he's uh he's not problematic like some of the other sisters like we have Edith and her whole activism thing we have Rosie and her food truck and sloppy parenting we have (laughs) Stephen with his cheating cheating ways but Daniel for the most part even though I will say I I hey Steven dragged Daniel for not getting called out when he cheated on his husband <laughs> while Victor was on the phone and that was the only time where I was like Shots fired. it's a hundred percent true and hypocritical that nobody said anything or gave two fucks about the fact that Daniel cheated on his husband in a awful awful manner they had absolutely no empathy for him and I know he did what he did and apparently ain't nobody gonna find that shit out until they show up at Daniel's funeral and then maybe he's gonna feel that for the rest of his life but you can't blame him all he did was turn the man in technically and i said it last time and i stand by it if you a refugee in refugee motherfucking status and you got a sugar daddy why the fuck you working at the gas station knowing if anyone it could be someone a customer that day that came in and was like oh motherfucker you pissed me off i'm gonna take a photo of you because i bet you you illegal people are like that we know that it's 2020 so this is supposed to be 2027 or maybe this was like 2025 at the time whatever the case may be he put himself in jeopardy his status of staying in the uk in jeopardy by breaking the terms of his refugee status that's on him so i am not going to sit here and blame the entire tragedy of victor and stephen on the ex i'm just not because he was done dirty too and in a really terrible way and they nobody gave two shits about him didn't follow up didn't send a note they was just like oh look victor the nice little new one we love him and he's so cute and that's another thing and this is what i forgot to mention last time in mimi's feedback like i think she said the family likes victor more well yeah he's he's adorable you're not gonna look at victor and think oh look at this um little little puppy and he's got the puppy eyes and the sad story and the beautiful accent he is a warm that's why I didn't trust him when I first saw him like he looks like he knows exactly what package he is rolling with and that he gets nothing but exclusively rich ass men to take him in rooms and dark alleys and you ain't gonna tell me that ain't been his life you ain't gonna tell me okay I know what kind of stories are to be told about people that are in refugee status or are hiding their sexuality and how they use that to try to get into a legal status hey what it you gotta do man i'm not judging it whatsoever people have this is what the situation is so when i saw him eyeing up um eyeing up daniel that's the first thing i thought like why not and it's not Daniel's fault for being like yeah I sure will you want to pay for it we pay for it one way or another and so I was not necessarily hating on him but I was like I don't trust him as far as him loving Daniel back but he did love Daniel back and they did a lot for each other and that's why I really liked him now when I realized he was sincere in his feelings I think there still was motivation behind that and quite frankly why wouldn't there be my my head is on my neck is on the line Daniel can give up and walk away anytime he wants his status is not in jeopardy mine is so yes I am going to be thinking in a different survival way than you are even though you love me I feel like I just jumped on the Daniel whole situation (laughs) um but yes I had to get that out because I have a feeling I just have a feeling I'm gonna hear it in the feedback that it's the husband's fault that Daniel died and I'm like no ain't nobody told you to do this this was this was a lot and I know that the situation could have gone in a very um fatal way and it went in a fatal situation in his country in Ukraine but there still was a civil war in Spain and they didn't have to do it like this and they could have done it they didn't they rushed off and do it it was another grandiose type of move for Daniel and it wasn't thought out he had to be with Victor Victor had to be in the UK with him every day every night he didn't like this in between it was Victor 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 because that's the thing in his life that makes him sane and happy in a very insane and depressing world because he is constantly looking at the news and getting ever more (laughs) despondent. So before I start rambling on any more just about Daniel, we will actually start to go through the recap. Another year starting off celebrating Dan's engagement to Victor. Steven shows up late and kisses Celeste, but she barely withstands not slapping the fuck out of her husband as he lies, saying that he was working for double pay to get out of the house and away from wife and grandma bickering. Celeste is like, Muriel, why are you always asking dumbass questions? Like, what do you mean? Will they accept that there? And Muriel's like, let me be informed by knowing that Muslims don't accept gay marriage. And she's like, well, why? Ask the dumbass question if you already know the answer just to see or show off the fact that you be reading up on people of color. (laughs) Like she's so angry at her because she know at some point in her past she was racist and I feel it. I feel it. It's so very present between the two. (laughs) That's why she couldn't wait to jump on her freaking bandwagon. She's like, hell yeah, not only... That you actually <laughs> did the same thing your damn daddy did, but I finally get to be on his side. Ruby is only fifteen. What? What the fuck? She does not look fifteen. Daniel informs them he'll have to move to Spain since he can't live in the UK with Victor, but the process is ten years. And as someone down to marry and move to another continent, this is a lot. (laughs) They have to live separately for 10 years (laughs) before he can move there and get a job there and they can live together. That is awesome. He's willing to do that and wait that 10 years. He didn't even get to the end of the year before giving up on that exact, uh promise because there are gunshots this night heralded a or the gunshots this night i should say heralded the spain revolution and immigrants are kicked out france is not an option hungary has declared bankrupt with viv rook sitting on her hands in the middle and citing nothing but fear she is such a piece of shit a very real current fear america has reversed wade versus roe or did i have the backwards roe versus wade the supreme court and in case you don't know what that is it's the abortion law basically the woman's right to do with her body with a pregnancy Now, there's a conspiracy behind this that overpopulation is going to cause a resource freeze. So, in order to keep the... or for the masses or the, you know, the 1% to maintain control, they need for the population to continue to increase because it's been staling in the past generations because less and less people want to have fucking babies, particularly their own race, Caucasians. And because of this the black and brown population has risen significantly never mind it was always three to one in this fucking country if you do the math then uh they can maintain actual I didn't come up with this fucking conspiracy just so you know this is what's out there I'm not saying I subscribe to it but I'm not saying it don't make sense so there but yes to maintain white nationalism in america i th- it's crazy it's crazy if it's true we'll never know <laughs> but that sounds like something a one percenter would think about C- certainly something trump would think about and considering he just put through the bitch that is all the way down for that uh, yeah moving on remember the oh by the way edith was there protesting in america and now she's banned from america (laughs) she was also on tv and then all the siblings are talking about how the news was boring like we were born in the 80s i was like you lie stephen and edith you were not born in the 80s because you are not 37 years old i'm 37 years old you're like 45. i'm gonna even look up the actor's real age just in case i'm dogging him out in real life because that would then just be terrible and i would owe him an apology <laughs> stay tuned for uh for that but yeah how they're born in the 80s and how that was a pause for all the crazy shit that would come afterwards like during the bush years and during the clinton years like that was the biggest deal like oh my god she nutted on her dress <laughs> that was the news that was the scandal you heard about impeachment we got a fucking impeached president <laughs> still running the country. <laughs> Consistently. in <laughs> his own delusion of dictatorship power has filed by the force of his own what? Like I have a fucking lawyer and I can utilize him because he's still a retainer. I don't know. Maybe they got receipts on these people. I cannot i cannot possibly it's not it's mental deterioration at it's quite most appalling because there's other people that the state's joining in this mess and everyone including the supreme court just like what the fuck are you doing What, what are you there's no you have no evidence you have nothing it's like walking in a room and saying this happened and you say okay show me proof and you just continue to push air in their direction and you're just like what the fuck are you doing you're like i'm telling you that like you won't stop you won't leave the courtroom you it's not it doesn't make sense it's not logical and when things are not logical what are they yes whatever word you came to mind (laughs) that is what it is so yeah that's that's the life of where we were at least where i was in particular for um those early 1990 we had the crack wars (laughs) (laughs) we went through a lot there was some racism times briefly in the 90s but then it kind of fizzled down for a bit for a bit it was always there i think we're finally at the time in history where we're ready to address it it's finally uh, as i've stated many many ad nauseum times it's the 60s all over again it's the new one step march forward that we get every uh, for forty years or so, <laughs> 40 60 years, uh, and, and track that shit. It's like uh, civil war. Okay, we slaves can they can actually just roam around without us saying we, we're we own you, and then and then we had a whole thing called the the twenties and forties where you know we was arguing about. No wait, I think that was different. No, that was was that voting i was voting i can't remember exactly but that was around the other time but then we also had you know once we got wealth they were like fuck that shit and bombed it (laughs) and stole it from themselves then then we get around to the the 60s after many many luncheons after that like yeah like we gave no actually no i think that's right more like the civil war then black people had the audacity to get money and then (laughs) that was not allowed to happen then we took it away then they kept the lynching on to make sure we never try to rise above at all again and then we had the 60s where we was like can we just be equal that's all we asked is can we can we stop being lynched can because it could it be illegal to lynch me I would appreciate that and then now we have the 2020 where or well you had the 1990s briefly briefly but then those motherfuckers got off so yeah a lot of shit went down um but then that blew over because we also had the crack crack wars the drug wars uh a whole bunch of wars that were never going to be won because all the motherfuckers in Beverly Hills was snorting all the coke, they was making mu- They was making so much money. Do you know how much money the white people made out of the drug wars? <laughs> and yet, every time you turn on the news, it was the black people being arrested, and they would have the team showing up, and they would bust in the door, and they'd come out, and they'd have all these bags and kilos. Yeah, where the fuck you think they got that shipment from, sir? <laughs> no they ain't go after the actual people because that was them it was like nah 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 we have to pretend like we're doing shit fuck out of here with some drug wars anyhow and now we're here and we're like hey can we still not be shot in the street because that would that would be nice that would be very very nice there's outrage now um kind of feels a little bit like we're taking steps backwards and that is a real fear really is that's why right now it's so important that the right people get in the right places because these motherfuckers are trying to literally go back to the confederacy (laughs) i mean not not in a oh hey they got their confederate flags and driving around talking between no they're actually in the damn streets sending death threats in the damn white house filing lawsuits so yeah we, we gotta take back the reins from from the people that lost because they really they really found ways to to try to to rise again so Unless we are really about to actually start pulling guns on each other and starting another war war that already was sloppy in the first place, I suggest we get our our shit together. That was a long, long tangent. (laughs) But that very much threw me into that said tangent with that story of, or that line of we were born in the pause. Okay, I have fucking vindication. The actor that plays Steven, he is 42. And the actress that plays Edith is 48. So, yeah. Don't come at me cuz I called him out on not being <laughs> the actor that plays dan he, yeah that played daniel he was he's 39 so he's only playing two years older that makes sense but the other ones i was definitely not not buying it i was looking at biden today and i was like he's so fucking old i mean he's just i saw his like head and i was like god damn did he lose more hair than when i remember did he have a hair i don't know he just looked really fucking old and i couldn't help but think the next generation can y'all the gen z's can we please come up with some more leaders because we we are void of any competent actual leaders and i do mean from our fucking generation i guess that's why you keep the 50 year old that that fucking statue of how old you have to be you have to be 40 something i don't even know but jesus christ can we get some fresh blood up in here that is not fucking Kanye west it's insulting when these fucking celebrities come out and talk about being president as if that really is what the presidency is now it's a joke like if that motherfucker could be president well shit i got a chance i mean i really need good leaders i know harry you ain't a prince no more but you have some qualifications can you when you're done raising your beautiful mixed baby can can you jump in here somewhere anywhere i would appreciate it because i would vote for you I will vote for you because I at least know you connect with my like all these decrepit fucking people in office right now like all of them all of them that's why I fucking hate politics and you will never get me to really like this year I voted for Biden because he was better because I would have voted for anything and (laughs) the best candidate against Trump I would have voted for a piece of paper instead of that motherfucker or anyone else on the roster but it's not like i look around the room and i go man i really like him he really stands for me i really you know i bet you we like obama that's why everybody likes fucking obama because you looked at that man you talked the way he talked the way he just everything about him it was like yes i relate to you as a person not only as a president or as a politician like i know you probably did shit i did when i was a kid you look at the rest of the people that are all across the board of Congress, all of the motherfuckers that come, whether you agree with what they say one week or don't agree with the, what they say the next week, they all just look like fucking foreign objects. Just foreign. They they're polished, they're just there's nothing about them that makes you think, man i really trust the people that are it's more like i trust you to like balance like i like i would trust a bank to balance my checkbook like i get that you will do this right because you have that experience and qualify but it's not like i really want you to be there <laughs> i guess it's like any other bill it's like i don't want to pay this gas bill but i'm gonna trust that the gas company is pumping gas through my house the way it's supposed to ah that was another rant but um (laughs) i got distracted because i was looking in my notes and it said prince harry or chris evans or chris evans brother damn i'm blanking on his first name right now but people who actually care about politics that want to have the conversations the people in politics right now don't feel like they want to have conversations they want to have the power then Steven leaves talking about how he got 11 jobs now.
2: Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my God. Stop fucking lying. You're always lying. lying to me too
0: much. You're lying too much. so much you know. It- Still got time to fucking complain though. Rosie wants to ask Grand for a loan. And I had it in my notes it must be my what did i say i don't even know but i'm not going back to listen to it i have it written down nest eggs or not nest eggs but what's the right word i'm looking for i had it too because i call people that all the time who maybe it is nest eggs and i'm just but i felt like there's a better word for it but they have someone something to fall back on right it's why you have people taking certain risks in life like for example my ex he can decide he wants to not work for five years because in the end he can go to his parents and they will bail him out when push comes to shove he comes from money they got money thus he has he grew up with money He's never been without cushion. That's what I was wanting to call it. They have a cushion to fall back on a comfortable cushion. Maybe not the first thing they go to, but a cushion nonetheless. They never have to worry about being homeless if they don't have that is all of these children. And that's why I put down in my notes that Rosie, she clearly is getting disability which that's not that's standard but she also has two children so she's getting assistance from the government she lost her job was nothing she could do about that that's fair i'm not gonna judge her about any of that i'm not judging her about any of that but to take a venture like a food truck and then be able to just be like well i'm gonna ask grand for ten thousand because it's our money too (laughs) is where i'm like cushion 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 taking out a food truck in the middle of a recession is by far the dumbest business venture that could be enacted now this show could very well show her being a happy story and i think they will because they like rosie as a character she's that sister that you really can't say half the time but also you like a lot because you can always talk shit <laughs> with her and she always gonna say that thing that you know you was kind of thinking but she said it out loud everyone has their roles here but the fact that a Edith's like oh I don't have it Edith too is a woman who is not working that is living with her sister and it's not like she ain't paying her or giving her shit for nothing because she even gives her money at the dinner table however the concept of not having a job is so foreign and alien to me especially if i have children that i don't know if their reactions are sometimes off-putting to me because they have that cushion and i can't relate and i'm being biased (laughs) or not because both of them i was thinking need to do better (laughs) but i really hope her and i'm sure it will her food truck adventure it pops off but she bought the truck from john joe whose brother went to jail he owned it but he was dealing drugs out the back and john joe is a very horrible name and he has no chill And then sometime later, we see both of them, having bought the truck, coming to Grand's to serve the family burgers out of said truck. So I'm going to say this is two to three months later. Daniel is still consumed by the only thing he can talk to anyone about, which is Victor. He is teased by Rosie earlier, like, don't tell Daniel because he'll ask me to get Victor a job. <laughs> but it is still all he talks about and his illegal status and how he wants to smuggle him to the UK. Say, so what? And he calls on Edith to assist him with getting a fake passport. She's like, bruh, passports require a breathalyzer and I don't know anything that is going to imitate someone's breath. This is how the world has dealt with immigration and also with identity theft. And while I want to side-eye it a lot, I can't? Sounds like actually a really good idea. (laughs) Considering how prevalent fraud is around the country and the world celeste asks uh should i go but then leaves the table a little bit later because this illegal activities uh conversation is making her uncomfortable and dan's like why do you want to tell her to go but at the same time i'm focused on my victor like i am not mad at you for being in love but you also have shrunk yourself or wrapped yourself around him and it feels like a midlife crisis and that is exactly what men do and the fact that they allowed a gay man to be the one with this particular need or desire to be with someone younger and focus on them and kind of a little obsessed with uh, their happiness and victor ain't even talking about how he's gonna die or how he could be executed it's just it's bothering daniel that they can't be together and you know it's you know she says well are they gonna take him out now well no not now so that to me said it's not an immediate thing but he felt an immediate need to make it happen and I felt a little disappointed because while you're in a bad place, you also could take a moment to initiate some relationships, particularly with Celeste, or discuss anything but victor when someone joins you at a table it's more like we're having a conversation you she joins you and you're just like well i'm not going to change what my conversation is about i or or try to figure out what's happening with you it's more like you're intruding and if you're going to sit there we're going to make you feel like an intruder and that's not a good look for daniel but i do like how they make each character so lovable but also flawed i think that's people (laughs) i can name a few of mine perfectionist being on the top of the list and uh possessive need of my personal space and daniel's flaw his number one flaw is his white privilege it's at every thought process and he mentions it several times people like us You know we we're not poor we've got money we've got this i don't understand why this thing can't happen for me i i've gotten everything i've wanted (laughs) i've not had too many bumps around the the on the road it's it's fundamentally driving his thinking and he's in this bubble thinking bad things can't happen not to people like us and she points out you know when he gets here though if he gets here, he'll be a criminal. You know, I can do the working. I'll be the breadwinner. He'll stay at home. What if he doesn't want to stay at home? I mean, what if in three years he's tired of being in the house? I can tell you for facts, I would be tired of being in the house. And then you're gonna make another arrangement. You're gonna. Anytime you can't do something, you will want to do it, right? At a time where sure, I didn't want to work but the minute i was not working i wanted to work because it's boring as hell (laughs) that's just how it is so this whole idea of jumping into this huge situation and signing up for it going all in thinking it's all gonna work out hunky dory is based on the fact that he's caucasian and he believes that his caucasian uh luck or whatever you could whatever he wants to name people like us that is what he's using and he's just like well i'll just work you know you work for housing if you can lose your job if someone were to find out or narc you know um he'll be a fugitive he'll be wanted he'll never have a passport in this country well you know how many times do people come he even says it again come knocking at doors on people like us you know it's like wow that's exactly why this failed edith convinces him to lean on a friend fran to smuggle victor into the uk because she has a tour bus that's the friend we met all the way in episode one Britons, all of them are required to vote or be breaking the law there's these deep fake videos of politicians being cgi'd and saying things that are now imprinted in many people's head and because everyone is required to vote everyone can be manipulated and we know that two-thirds of the population is fucking stupid dan drains all of his accounts and puts the money ever so casually in his luggage and I knew then that this was not going to end well he has no street smarts the first thing put that shit on her I don't know what you could have done but I would not have casually tossed that money in no damn thing I would have bought it in chips that I don't care sir <laughs> I would have tried to do as much as I could on the soil in which I was at if he was not in such a goddamn rush and needed to do it right now i just can't deal with him then he calls the family audio only and this was sad because they don't see his face for the last time and also don't know what he's doing except edith i wonder if she'll be mad that she kept that or they'll be mad that she kept that from them then we have celeste <laughs> I had to find where my notes were at she is trying to work and mumbles it under her breath rosie makes a joke too close to home about the fact that steven is out of breath saying oh i'm sorry celeste like they be real disrespectful to her sometimes (laughs) no one respects her and she can't speak up she has to remove herself being the intruder but she's supposed to be family and that is unappreciated but i do think that mario's trying to course correct that (laughs) fran is not happy to be helping with this whole ass reckless scheme and after this she better lose my number steven chooses drug test job day to go see his step down boo and while he has a key to her apartment he doesn't uh, pretend that it isn't sloppy sex between them because she's like oh so you could at least send me a text or you know treat me with any bit of respect but because she also has no respect for herself she allows herself to be disrespected by him being like my shirt's open drop your drawers because that's what i'm here to do and bitch (laughs) Edith threatens Jongo about being with her sister and he's like uh I actually really like her after he gets in them jaws finally at Steven's guinea pig clinic breath is now a signature and a blood sample can tell you your life expectancy that is something that we do not need to be messing with uh-uh don't even offer that shit to me like i would have a do not offer list because i'd be too tempted and i really don't want to be tempted ever he has a very bad reaction to some epileptic medication or drug and cannot bike home so the nurse he tells calls elaine because he'll just chill at her place for a little while and as he's mimicking his epileptic seizure, that nurse just tells the other nurse he has a tra- he needs a transport. And then she calls his wife, who shows up and sees this bitch in the room with the worst excuse ever heard known to man. This is the end. He finally goes too far with the disrespect and She's like oh um I'm gonna take him home from here you can dismiss yourself and Stephen is oblivious the whole while home talking about himself as he is prone to do while Celeste is livid.
1: Hold up I'm busy killing these bitches.
0: She then gets home and calls Ruby tells her to get her ass downstairs and calls her daughter at work marking it urgent so she will pick up Because she wants everyone to watch her drag her father for filth. Because he is filthy. And because men know that they are dumb when they get caught, or worse, don't think they don't get caught because they've been doing it so long. He plays dumb, talking about, well, you know, the thing I have to tell you is about this drug I took. She's like, no, 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 no. Tell them about the woman you've been fucking for the last year.
2: I'm sorry i didn't mean to do it to you
1: it just happened i didn't mean to trip and fall and land
0: inside of her vagina i swear it was an accident that's what he should have been doing apologizing but no he's still trying to play dumb talking about hang up not alexa what did senor Anderson, but the girl called right back like i will be hearing the rest of this and she told grand to shut the fuck up like she told her that at jump, because like i know you about to kick me out and i don't give a shit but that's not what happened to be continued victor and stephen have to bail at the border as they are doing searches and while victor is terrified in the shower danny is pretending everything is just fine just perfectly splendid and takes a less heartbreak very much in stride while edith laments that she always thought that stephen was balling outside of his league with how beautiful she was meaning she married him for money don't act like that's not what she was really thinking because she didn't say oh she was better because she was more intelligent or more sophisticated Or this, that, and the other thing. She mentioned how pretty she was compared to their brother. And that is a very fucked up thing to say. About someone you should care about. But clearly no one in this family does care about her. And she's feeling that kind of way. Or at least it's not don't care about her at all. But don't care about her in the same way they're all been chasing Victor's ass. Dan is surprised, and Rosie is happy for the drama, learning about the breakup. Then we have, have to change my notes here, then we have the drama going back off at Stevens. We have Muriel in the other room listening, the kids on the stairs listening, because bethany and taking her ass home like i am not about to focus right now i just found out my dad was cheating on my mama and celeste she better than me because she's past the point of being depressed about it or even angry about it it's about getting all the words out she's been meaning to say to him for the last year and he's like that don't even make sense like i don't need you to talk to me about making sense right now you need to shut the fuck up and i also need you to get the fuck out and he's like well this is my family home and Mario's like let me cut you short right there because my name is on the deed so I am on her side right now not only that your mother would be ashamed of you because you just like your dad <laughs> your father's son like she did what to say to him in ways that Celeste wouldn't even go there and Celeste just was like thank you like I was surprised she was gonna do that for me and <laughs> she does um she's like you got to get out and once gran says get out he does and ruby's on the stairs and she gives him a hug and she says or he says that was very no she says you were stupid like what you did was stupid and then bethany at the bottom of the stairs uh, finishes mopping the rest of the floor with him she asks, what color is she she's white just me tell you enough wrote this cause they really went there they really went there cause yeah that would be real it's like no you didn't fucking cheat on me with a white woman <laughs> like it's bad enough you cheated but you would cheat on me in a way to make me feel as if i am less than and i'm already having that insecurity because white women are the worst oh my goodness and i don't mean all white i feel like i always need to preface that preface that but y'all know if you my my sis if you my white sisters you 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 know i'm not talking about you right you know this I have so many Caucasian friends all the time and when I say it around them they're just like oh we're not offended because we know exactly what you're talking about but I feel like on the podcast I'm always going y'all know I'm I'm not meaning everyone right (laughs) but um we all saw them damn numbers the kids tease about living with Celeste Jamaican mom so her mom is still alive but apparently she is not pleasant worse than muriel it would seem to try to cheer her up and all wondering how she did not punch dad in the throat knowing all this time that he was parading his mistress in front of the fam
2: i got a glock in my rory
0: And to add to Stephen's night, the mistress ain't too thrilled either to be living with him. He didn't even want to go. He was like, but we're not together. It didn't mean anything. She's like, oh, I'm so happy to have my life ruined for it, not meaning anything. (laughs) She was tearing him the fuck up. And then she tells him, well, look, I have this one hour to myself at 6am every morning and I'm gonna need you to go during that one hour time he's like all the time yeah all the time you can live here sure but you will be leaving every morning at 6 a.m and not returning until 7 a.m now let's go to this other sad sad part of the episode which is victor and dan he's professing his love and all that which is great except it doesn't come with any type of smarts and he gets scammed for all their money plus their passports by some russians because why the fuck would you trust russians he is way out of his league here way out of his league victor doesn't know he's kind of just he's in a desperate situation and anytime you're desperate it will taint just about everything victor And Dan are now reduced to taking a boat boat a very small boat with many more passengers than it could possibly carry all the way across one mile to the other side of the UK and uh, right before they got on the boat here is Dan still in the fantasy chasing the fantasy taking off his shoes because he doesn't want to get foot rocked
1: oh dear we are in trouble
0: were they trying to make me feel something about the fact that you had women with children that were separated and you had uh, uh just actual children on the boat with no parental figure whatsoever or a woman who was celebrated from her husband could not get onto the boat and you just had so many other sad situations and you have danny there with victor who's just trying to get his gay lover to live in the same country as him like when you're thinking about the quantity of desperation in that boat yeah one's different than the other sure because there's nothing to say i, I mean I, I, I don't know <laughs> and then we find out that viv rock is prime minister and you got that stupid child still talking about oh how she's good she clearly has uh in the chaos in the void stolen many things and done many illegal things on top of that and then the family link call and i cried especially as victor tells the story and he's heard family leak so many times and they think they're talking to steven and they start to argue about how steven or not steven how daniel left his husband and steven doesn't even want to be on the family link anymore and celeste is angry like no it's your fucking family link and i'm just your family so she makes it very clear even with everyone else that i'm not included here she has nothing left to lose i suppose except being kicked out of muriel's but she's like ah, if that happens that happens but they do have or they can the girls go back to wherever jamaican mama but uh it's far away and it's not something the girls wanted so she's also made that sacrifice for her children and that sounds exactly what a black woman would do and has done many a times uh which is unfortunate And also why I choose to make my choice very wisely. (laughs) And that is how we end the episode. Let's jump into the feedback. Since this heifer was up in my mentions at 7 a.m., let's hear what Mimi has to say.
1: What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, I know that you're tired. I know you've had a, a long couple of days, even though it's only Tuesday. Um, however, I am sending in feedback for years and years. Uh, season one, episode four, because I watched it a couple days ago and I want to make sure I'm on time. I don't want you guys waiting on me anymore so i told myself i was gonna get this out um and then i gotta go straight to the next one because i just i need to know this episode shook me i it was i don't even know how else to explain it other than i was shook um from the beginning to all the way to the end it was just a a really jam-packed episode um so let's just get into this uh first um we see that Victor and Daniel are in Madrid because um, at at the time, you know, Spain was taking, um, I guess, immigrants. So he ended up there. Um, and then, you know, they're engaged, which isn't a surprise. Um, it was pretty obvious that Daniel loved Victor way more than he loved his um husband i don't know why i can't remember his name i want to call him seth but i don't think that's it ralph i i don't know daniel's ex-husband whatever his name was but then like you know after we get that good scene where they're congratulating them for their um engagement we see the world just goes straight to shit like there is no other way i can explain it And surprisingly, it's not just America. It's everybody. I was reading some of the things that like showed up and listened to like what they were saying. And uh, on the news, they had some things that were scrolling at the bottom. One of the things I saw was the Roe versus Wade was overturned. Like how in the hell? Like that's seriously a hot mess. Then I saw Trump carved into Mount Rushmore. Like say what now? Come again i could not have read that right my eyeballs supposed to be mixed up because what has this fool done to make his face to get his face on mount rushmore first well i mean i guess there are a bunch of losers up there but still i i was shook and seeing that like i paused it rewound i was like something must be wrong with my eyeballs this can't possibly say what i think it says and then I saw US banned Spanish in public places like if that ain't the most racist shit I ever heard like people can't use freedom of speech in Spanish in public places so a person can't just be out the park speaking Spanish to their family and it said Spanish it didn't say like Yugoslavian, Russian, German, Polish it just said Spanish. That's the most racist shit I've ever heard in my life. And it seems right on par with how freaking America is. Like, that one got me too. Not gonna lie. It was just, huh. wow. Hungary's bankrupt. I don't know how a whole country go bankrupt because Trump owe million, billions of dollars. And we still, he's still getting everything he wants. So I'm just curious to know how, how a whole country goes bankrupt got to send in troops from other places it was just it's just a hot ass mess like there is no other way for me to describe it other than being a hot ass mess oh my god i keep having to pause it because i'm yawning i guess i'm tired too i didn't sleep very well so i guess that explains a lot <laughs> um the other thing i want to talk about is rosie like i just do not like her she's just so gross to me i hate I hate that she had her boyfriend. Uh, she was calling her boyfriend uncle to the kid, her kids. Like, first of all, they have uncles. You're not sleeping with their uncles. You're not making out with their uncles. So why the hell are you? I just don't understand this thing where people make their significant other their uncles to the kids that aren't that's not their like not theirs like that is the weirdest thing ever you can't say he's your friend or he's your boyfriend kids aren't stupid and your kids are old enough to see bitch that's not they uncle he's he's grabbing your booty talking to you nasty in front of grandma yeah that's i just she's so she's so gross because she focuses so much on men that her kids are just hot messes. I think this is the first time like the the older son, the bald one, I feel like he said a whole ass sentence and we haven't heard that from him in years. Literally. So that's disgusting. I don't know. Um I think it's pretty cool that Lincoln is walking around um wearing a dress and his hair's in pigtails. But I wish we'd have seen her have a conversation with him about that because in my mind she don't care enough to even bring it up now i'm not saying she he gotta come out of the closet or come out as trans but i would need i would be curious to know like oh where'd you get this dress from oh, okay do you like wearing that dress do you want me to buy you some more dresses like that would be questions i would ask because these are legit questions i need answers to but she's just oblivious she only care about her man and get in her food truck oh she's so fucking gross she's annoying i cannot stand her like i said though i do love me some lincoln he's probably (laughs) the best kid (laughs) no 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 ruby's pretty awesome to her impression of her jamaican grandma was hilarious um oh we might might as well get into that because that whole scene where he was at the trial drug trial and he started having a reaction and his first instinct is to call his mistress like i understand why um why do i want to call her estelle that is not her name oh my god i'm drawing a blank daniel's not daniel um lord why am i not remembering people's names right now i feel real stupid steven oh my god Stephen like I understand why she, Celeste that's her name I understand why she got livid like I would too and I'm sure the more she drove the more angry she got like you literally had emergency happen where you could have died and your first instinct is to not even call me to call your mistress and then you have the audacity to tell her that it didn't mean anything. A whole ass year relationship didn't mean anything. You ain't even trying to hide it at this point. It means something. And how dare you talk to her like she's stupid? Oh, I I love the way she did it. She was like, she was like, tell them. Tell them. Nope. Tell them about your affair. She told grandma. She told the girls. She told everybody she wanted to humiliate him the way she he humiliated her and I was all about it I was wondering why she um didn't say anything and I didn't think it was gonna be that long I thought maybe she was gonna wait until she figured out you know what was wrong with her daughter She was gonna get her daughter settled and then go into it I didn't think she was gonna wait a whole year that's crazy and I gotta be honest with you I don't know why and I don't know what it says about me but when Beth asked um steven what color elaine was and then she got really pissed when he said white i felt that shit like i felt it i don't know why i felt it i can't explain to y'all why it it made me feel some kind of way but it 100 percent did i i gotta be honest with you it really did like i get it i don't get internally it don't make sense but i understand why that was a question she had you know looking at her beautiful black mama and you're cheating on him with cheating on her with a white woman i i would have questions about that too and i feel like it might be a normal reaction like if darren cheated on me with a white woman i feel like i probably would be more angry about it i can't say why but i know myself and i know i would be more mad like are you not happy with your choice in women now like do you wish you would not have married a black woman like that's how I would act that's how I would feel so I I totally got it okay now let's get to this last part because I'm telling you everything about the whole plan like I understand Daniel wanted to get Victor out of madrid it sounded like it was getting really dangerous and unsafe for him and him going back to his home country was even worse but everything he did like i understand like criminals are going to want to be paid up front because they're criminals and they don't trust people because you know they can't be trusted but there is no way on god's green earth i would hand someone over my passport i'd have been like no i'm if you are making passports you should know what the fuck they look like i am not giving you mine I didn't even bring it with me, so I feel like you're taking a gamble. They might say, "Well, then just go." Well, then just go. But he had to have known that the boat to get them wherever they was gonna go was gonna be jam packed and was gonna be little. Like I wouldn't even consider that boat. It was like a raft. And the fact that so many people died was just devastating i did not think daniel was gonna die but when we saw his lifeless pale body on the ground i just assumed victor was gonna be next to him but then they even shook us even more by making daniel die but victor is alive like that shit was crazy i am not gonna lie like i literally started to cry like i think my emotions were already running high because daniel got his passport stolen and then they took six thousand dollars from him six thousand euros um so he lost over half of the money that he had um took out of his savings so that was the first thing and his gut-wrenching scream how he felt when that happened and victor felt terrible like my emotions were already high on a high alert and then they get to the the man who wants what he wanted four thousand dollars for both of them and daniel go ahead and do it and then they see the boat and then he like he i saw him with the suitcase i was like that that is not gonna there there's no way that it's gonna fit and then like they were only what 22 miles away from where they needed to go but that water looked treacherous and it was like really windy and foggy so i knew it was not gonna go well I just didn't expect it to be like that. I don't know how he drowned. I don't know if the... Like, it sounded like the boat flipped over and sank. Did he not know how to swim? I don't know. Everything about it. And then, on top of everything, Victor couldn't even bring his body home. Like, that probably hit me the the hardest. Like, I... I was... I was utterly devastated when he had to make that phone call. Because he could have easily just not told anybody. But him saying you know is this my home like that shit broke me like i don't know it's all like i i don't know why my mind went there but the first thing i thought about when i saw that daniel died was his ex-husband like this like granted had victor never been working at that gas station shit wouldn't have you know shit would have never went south he would still be in england um but i could not help but think you know daniel's ex-husband is probably gonna feel like shit when he finds out what happened because he's clearly gonna be at the funeral and then he's probably gonna ask what happened and then they got to get in the whole convoluted story about um how victor ended up on a boat that made him drown like not victor um daniel and then he's gonna feel like oh my god it was me that took that picture you working at that gas station and i'm the one that sent it to whoever I needed to send to. Matter of fact, Victor, apparent, wasn't he a pharmacist? Where he, he was something. He was really smart. Like he graduated from college, so he might even remember seeing uh, Daniel's uh, ex-husband. I'm sure he didn't know what he looked like before, but he probably will remember he seen him at the gas station. If if they want to go that route, but I just feel like this confrontation he's gonna he's probably gonna go to the funeral and then that's we're gonna find out he's gonna find out what happened and he's gonna feel terrible because I think maybe it's just my age and my life like I've seen myself get so angry that I did something spiteful and petty and it didn't do anything but make me feel worse like in the moment I think I felt vindicated and felt that's what your ass deserved but in the end it didn't change the fact that that person wasn't still with me they still chose the other person I'm still alone and now I have made you hate me and for good reason because I was being petty so I guess in my life I've learned that being spiteful doesn't do anything it really doesn't all it does is make if you have a conscience make you feel shitty and like a terrible person and then it makes you think i let this person take me out of my character i can't believe i did that so you're just you're just all around screwing yourself so i i get why he did it but i also knew it it's not gonna go well for you look at what happened he still risked daniel literally risked everything for victor he loved him way more than he ever loved his husband like that is the bottom line he literally chose like he took his he was willing to risk his life because Victor gave him an opening like we don't have to get on this boat let's just go you can go you can go back to the embassy tell him that you lost your passport it was stolen you can go back and Daniel didn't want to do it so he had a chance to just be done with it but he didn't he wanted to be with Victor and he wanted Victor safe and he was willing to do whatever it took all his money risked his life and he ended up paying for it with his life so yeah um i really i know this this is the last episode and i'm really curious to know what happened um what happens next um i know this next episode is gonna be an emotional fucking wreck so i'm probably gonna try and be a little toasty so i can um not be too much (laughs) into it when i watch it because it's gonna be hard um <sighs> I cannot wait to hear your podcast on this episode because this this show was a good pick um I'm glad you picked it it was this show is awesome I don't I, I saw that it was from 2019 they probably I don't know if they, they renewed it but I know they probably haven't even with quarantine and all they probably haven't even started filming yet but I really hope we get a second season this show is awesome so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was mimi with
0: her feelings on the episode some expected commentary there but some really wise advice as well let's start with the last remark you made which is about season two I hate to bust it to you, man, but this is a standalone. This is a mini series. This is not going to be a serialized show. It has its beginning, middle, and end. That's what I love about British TV. They get to the fucking point. <laughs> and um, at episode eight, they're going to hit their crescendo and send us off. So it's going to be bittersweet when this show is over because I do enjoy it very much as well. You did sound as sleepy as I felt like two days ago when I was like, I'm not doing this podcast. (laughs) If you did not know this week, I have been working overtime almost every single day. Not almost. What am I even talking about? Every single day since Saturday. Plus, I had five children over my house this weekend by the time monday came or tuesday came along i was just depleted of any energy whatsoever i had nothing else to give i took a shower and passed out and then yesterday my daughter really wanted to play and i felt really neglectful of her (laughs) as uh she's been cooped up in her room so i gave in to all of that and here we are but uh yes girl sleep is something we need i think shy said it better we women take care of everyone but not ourselves so you caught something i did not or actually two things that i didn't mention one i didn't catch at all which was the mexican hispanic uh like you could not speak hispanic in public like that yeah that's true because the hispanic and mexican population is rising in the u.s they are the most baby booming Uh, ethnic group in this country thus why (laughs) (laughs) one can start thinking about that theory and yes why people would think that would be something too because it's not prolific like you don't go on a line or Voyance language line because i call all the time and they say if you need an option press one for language or two for spanish because spanish is the second most Uh, prolific language in the country so of course that would be the one we would ban and then Trump being on Mount Rushmore who's on Mount Rushmore that deserves anything great I mean I'm not going to shat too much on the people that came up with the constitution granted it did not involve black people and that's just what people should understand about black people in the constitution we didn't that wasn't for us like that was all for you july 4th that was all for everyone who was free we were not and we were not allowed to vote in this democracy system so yes when i mentioned the people on fucking roush mount rushmore they don't mean shit to me why should they mean shit to me they thought i should be in chains dollar, dollar bill, so yeah trump being up there would make a whole lot of fucking sense but on top of that this just reminds me of something i saw today that pissed me off talking about time magazine we got four candidates for person of the year as you said what the fuck did trump like you have a man that who is currently trying to delusionally discard the democratic process because he's a sore loser and you're gonna actually debate him out of four people three other people that should be man of the year the other being biden i can't even remember the third one but i remember it also frontline health workers and i even tweeted about this like if frontline health workers are not even like there's not a debate that's not something we need to choose from that is a divorce from reality the people that are fucking making time magazine clearly are it's why i never probably buy this shit i don't even want to see the magazine i don't want to see the cover i don't want to you already just ruined it you ruined it ruined it that stewie would say can't stand them like what the fuck you actually put trump in there the man who told people to drink bleach then we have Roe versus Wade you were like oh that's fucked up girl that is happening right now that white bitch Trump got in why you think every woman in America well maybe not you but the rest of us were literally losing our shit because they want to have things like hey if you get molested and your are baby uh and you're pregnant then you must have your baby it's illegal not to have your baby you can't have a choice in that I mean the people that are in the supreme court the republican they've taken over and and i'm i'm a little terrified i think some of them may have some sense but there definitely is a push for this re this reversal of the abortion law i mean it's not gone away i don't know why it is that women cannot have control over their body it's just an ongoing thing but i almost never fear because uh, as, as shitty as that sound shit we know that there were things that went on before roe versus wade so you know there were clinics for women there were things we did it's the same thing with prohibition y'all shit uh, 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 said let's go ahead and overturn this law because it ain't working out so i don't i don't know if you go either way but it's a very 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 relevant issue right now in the actual next year or so, and then the the black versus white situation about why you would feel like you didn't want to put words to. I put some words to it in the podcast. I put words to it. I know exactly why she asked that question and why you would feel the way you feel. I would feel the exact same way. Like I'm already out here. Like you would think. Like you're not going to take that on a personal level that goes much more than skin deep it just is daniel looked like a mark that's why they took his passports because he was so easily like to be quite frank if he was going to go this balls ass deep into illegal criminal activities he should have brought a gun because there's no way people with guns are going to respect some people with no guns with no like you come in here you got victor looking like a snowflake y'all looks like snowflakes you look like people we can take advantage of and thus they were taken advantage of he should have found a less he shouldn't have rushed i'm sorry and it was worse at the end because you did love both characters and it was hard for victor to say is this my home now like either you guys even gonna want me to be here because they also that's why they all ran off because it's a tragedy but it's their shared tragedy they're all gonna go there and be there for each other because this is family despite us not even like even celeste being mad and saying it's your family she still knows daniel she still knows victor and she still felt for the situation even if she didn't want to get involved um so all of them going over and then knocking on his door trying to let him you know because he's devastated as well and you even bringing up the point of him having to leave the body like I didn't want to do that just so you know I didn't want to leave his body but at the same time I'm in the country I'm free and no one knows what happened and now I have a chance and I that other part that's way more complicated of course it's like oh my god this is my home now He, he gave up everything for me to be here even though unless he owned that place that is not your home. <laughs> but you know what i mean i hope he comes and lives with celeste to be quite frank i don't want him to live in that house by himself because that wouldn't be realistic he need to come move in with gran and celeste could use someone to talk to right now um and they both got melanin so i think they would get each other more than anyone but yes that was all very 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 sad and uh as much as i'm just like so angry it's it's almost like the same situation my cousin passed at 30 years old you know and it's just sometimes when people pass away it's so sudden and yet so by activities like like you were saying when he just got there and he's like oh that's that's to another bigger boat right and victor's kind of like this is the reality like what did you think like he's not disrespectful to him like that's what I mean but you definitely have that in his you're seeing what he is he's been through this before this is not new these these uh disgusting situations or demeaning situations being locked in the you know hold of a freaking boot of a car um or being on this small raft where you have to either take it because it it, because it is in that situation death or death um for Steven it wasn't death or death you know uh, Stephen could have possibly stayed but then it was too late also because that man had a gun and he basically pointed him at that raft and said go so even if he had second chances he was not swimming back to shore um he had no passport uh yeah it, it just was a terrible situation or they could have tried to get back to spain like he was also very gung-ho to make this happen and yes we know that his heart was in the right pace it was for love yes it may have been motivated by a lot of other things but in the end there was love there and um yeah he sacrificed everything for that love including his life and it's just a a, like i said a romantic tragedy a little fool-hearted tragedy and i think where i was going with was my cousin was that you know He had a headache. He had high blood pressure. He never got on blood pressure medication. He didn't do right. So it's so devastating when they get knocked down so unexpectedly. and so young in their life. And you wonder and you have to talk about the fact of wondering if it could have been avoided. And that's the thing with my cousin. It's like, damn, that could have been avoided you know it didn't have to get to the point where your blood pressure was so high that you would um i don't even know what it's called right now when you have a seizure in your brain where there's bleeding in the brain um i know mimi knows it so uh aneurysm that's what it's called where you have an aneurysm you know that's a lot of neglect uh that he allowed himself to to go through before it got to that point and you always you know as much as you you love them because lord knows i love that boy but at the end you're just like you you fucking idiot like why (laughs) why did it have to be this way why did you have to make it the decisions like this they were kind of bad not the best decisions man not the best decisions has to be stated not the best decisions um and you wonder what could you have done differently if you just waited another two weeks another three weeks or if you just paused for a moment and and really tried anything but trying to to rush to get what you want and again it's been like two or three years i can't remember since he's been with him and then you keep on uh, talking about the husband I knew he was gonna bring him up but I like your point about it it's like yeah we do do spiteful things I haven't done anything spiteful in a long time because as you say you take an energy from me and you, that's giving you power over me and I don't appreciate that so yes you try not to be that person I know I was never luckily my ex didn't cheat on me he was just an ass but I've been in that moment too I've been cheating on yeah not the best reactions so very very valid wisdom there i think with um i wonder if he's gonna show up at the funeral too that's what i i wanted to see in the next episode i think that he will as a person he probably felt bad when he did it but what's done is done and um at the in the end when it first popped off it did not seem like the end of the world like it seemed like things were like it really can't predict the future like in five years you know the world would go to shit and then he'd have no options like that wasn't anything close to that's why I really just kind of um while he had a a role in this his role was very very minuscule in the the world of fate and that's why I kind of was already ahead of not really blaming him (laughs) for what happens ultimately to um to ralph that is his name i believe and and as i was stated in the podcast no one gave a shit about ralph they didn't check up on him they didn't care they didn't um he was married to him he actually was a part of that family for years and there was no type of love loss there and it did seem at first like that he was someone that was liked, like he was the one that was encouraging him go with your sister in the beginning i just you know but yeah it is what it is you know we are all different people we all change and uh poor ralph thought that the the earth was was uh flat for five seconds and um he's like i can't deal with this <laughs> and last but certainly not least, let's check in with Queen Shy.
2: Well, hello, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am back to discuss this crazy show, years and years, this time, episode four. Yes, I am back to getting my life back to norm for the most part, back at work and uh, yeah so um ready to provide feedback my thoughts on this show and I will start off by saying the one thing that I'm come to enjoy about this show is it has I mean there's been some predictable stuff but for the most part it's been it's thrown me for a loop in a lot of areas um but not as much as this episode i will say i was completely blindsided by this and all all in my fields all the way and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about and i'll get to that in a minute but um i think i'll break it down by character like mimi has done that seems to be the easiest way to go about it I will start off by saying that I really cannot stand Steven. And, you know, and the thing is, you know, he compared himself to Daniel and Victor's situation, but I'm like, no, player, you know, we ain't comparing that. First of all, first of all, you know, you were having an affair and carrying on a relationship with this girl elaine unlike dan i mean again not to say what dan daniel did was right either i mean he he did it you know he did some you know a little he was a little bit shady as well but you have a wife and kids you are having an affair you're having this double life um you're actually screwing this woman behind your wife's back And so I don't want to hear it. No, I know it's not the same. Anyways, um, so Celeste finally confronted him. I can't believe she let it go on for as long as it did. Long as she, long as it did with her knowing and not saying anything. So, but yeah, I mean, just like you know, men are so stupid, and you know, you're always gonna get caught up. That's why it's like it's not even worth it if you're not happy in your relationship. Just move on. and and, you know go about your life you know this you know it just doesn't make sense to sit there and be with someone and cheat on them someone that you call yourself loving and want to be with and you have children with and you've created a life with and then you're going to sit there and talk about how it meant nothing no I'm with Celeste don't I don't don't come at me with that nonsense because if it meant nothing you wouldn't have done it and then, then, then there's the fact that why would you risk everything for something that meant nothing so the, you know it was, you could look at it both ways and either way it's retarded so I'm oh, sorry not good I don't like to say that word but I'm so upset right now um anyway and then my thing was, it was I found that interesting that Bethany wanted to know what race she was and um yeah I didn't see that come in her asking that question that wasn't what i thought she would have asked so that was very interesting of her to want to know that i will say i don't agree with how celeste chose to tell the children chose to handle exposing um stephen i mean i'm not saying that she needed to never tell the kids but i wouldn't have chose that way of doing it um i don't think that's the best route to inform your children that your dad is having an affair but that's just me um but yeah anyway as for rosie um we see that she's getting involved with the the john joe guy so she's found herself a man and she's getting her life together with this um food truck so that's nice so she's finding a way to um use her skills um in another way i really enjoyed edith in this episode she was definitely my unsung hero I love the fact that you know when they found out about the affair she's like you know Celeste was way out of his league she was beautiful I love that about Edith she's she's she keeps it real for sure and I also love the fact that you know she's like the um the tiger the tiger mom in this situation I don't know if I'm saying that right where she's uh, protective of everyone in her family um this time with john joe how she confronted john joe in the kitchen um with the you know with the knife you know letting him know that you better be about uh my sister and not these kids which i completely agree because you know statistics show that sexual abuse um takes place with um you know uh boyfriends or significant others of the um of the parent of the mom of these single moms that these um predators they prey on single single moms um to get to the kids and that's how a lot of stuff goes down that's the area that i am in and i see it all the time um i deal with a lot of sexual abuse and i would say eight times out of ten it's the mom's boyfriend that's doing the abuse and so it's very frustrating, uh, especially when um, you have these moms that don't want to believe it. But, I mean, as, as statistics show, that's who, you know, a lot of times that's who's preying on these kids is the one that lives in the house, that's coming over, that's got the have access to these kids. So I don't blame Edith at all. So, yeah, that's right. Defend your nephews. Make sure that he knows you ain't playing around. You know muriel she is such a such a complex figure um i love that she did um defend celeste i know they have their you know their rocky relationship but at the end of the day she ain't about that life you know she kicked steven out like no no nah, i don't care if you blood you don't do that you know you're your father's son and that, i mean that's the sore, you know that's a bitter sore um, spot for Muriel. so she was not going to be siding with steven in that situation and i don't blame her i found it interesting the uh the fake news the cgi um thing that they had on the tv i could see that happening and so that's what's so scary you know these people are saying no that's not me that's not me but Uh, these people hackers or whatever they are using um technology to cgi the faces on tv and their voices to get them to say and do things that they the the actual person wouldn't say or do so i found that very interesting i could see that being (laughs) a thing in the future so very scary all right i've delayed this long enough but i will say i was so i was so upset um about the um daniel victor story so upset and totally blindsided i was in my feelings i'm i mean tears or you know i i was a hot mess when this um when this happened when this storyline um unfolded because i you know i you know this show got you know, had me prepared for, you know, Edith dying because of the radiation. And uh, of course my child decides to interrupt me as I'm about to get in my feelings about this um Daniel Victor story. Got interrupted again. So I had to do some yelling. Anyway, um what was I saying? But yes, uh we were prepared for Edith and I even was half prepared for something to happen to Victor. I did not expect for Daniel to die. I was so upset. I'm like, seriously, and you know what? and I ain't gonna lie. i I really I really got pissed off at Ralph again because you know me we talked about him being petty and I basically said the same thing but not using those words about how um, messed up it was for him to do that to Victor and of course I was thinking at the time that you know this was putting Victor in danger which it did and that it could potentially lead to his death but the irony of it is that it led to Daniel's death because this boy this man was truly and completely in love with this man and he was willing to do whatever he he took all the money out of his savings account. He went, I mean, this man went above and beyond for Victor. He I mean, he was really, um, truly in love with this man. And Victor with him and, you know, Ralph, oh my gosh. So, you know, that thing in the car when he was talking to Ralph really came back to bite Daniel in the butt in so many ways and led to his death all of that just because he was mad because of everything that went down i'm just not okay with it i'm i'm so upset that they killed him like that oh and then all the stuff that he went through to get him back i'm like it just kept going it just kept snowballing and snowballing and getting worse and worse and they were getting seemed like they were getting further and further away from being together, because of every time it seemed like they were getting somewhere, some robot would come into play that would prevent Victor from um, from just. Oh, I was just so upset, you know. The state, the thing in Spain. I thought, oh yeah, they're gonna live in Spain. Okay, that became an issue, and then he's trying to get them back to the UK illegally, and it just, it just, yeah. Like I said, it just snowballed from there, and I just yeah i i don't know i'm just still trying to process the fact that um they ended up killing daniel in this story so um very upset about it um it was definitely uh it definitely had the impact that they were looking for at least for me it did because i couldn't i was just so i was just so through i mean a part of me didn't even was like i don't even want to watch these next two episodes i'm so upset of course i'll watch it because i want to know what's going to happen um then we got viv um getting the prime minister thing uh so here we are i agree with what you said um christina and what mimi said about this is the female version of trump so shocker my shocker you know she's the prime minister and you know heaven knows what we're gonna get after this anyway um that's all i have yes a lot to unpack in the next two episodes very interested in how this all ends very pissed off at Steven. very upset about daniel um still recovering from that that shock of that story um so yeah i will leave it at that because i've gone over as always so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: i love that she ended it on i'm over as always till next time (laughs) well i knew y'all was coming for ralph i'm so glad i got ahead of that because i knew y'all was gonna be like this is fucking ralph's fault Um, (laughs) but like Mimi said Ralph if he's a good person he gonna be himself his own self up over those actions but I'm not gonna blame Ralph for this Daniel got Daniel killed man unfortunately Daniel got Daniel he was doing shit that was way out of his out of his league out of what what is considered rational and that's not to say it's invalidated because of its irrationality but he was involving himself in illegal activities being a straight laced and that's why edith looks so damn worried all episode because she herself knew that he was getting in way deeper in a situation that he did not have the same skill set that Edith does in trying to navigate her way in the world like he didn't have that he's been in his six by two and that's the thing it's like he got into middle life and I'm just gonna evaluate him that's what I'm doing as an analyst of characters and as someone who also thoroughly likes daniel but i get where his feeling was coming from it you know he he got to a point where things weren't great in the world things weren't great in his marriage and then he meets this exotic this young this uh charming sweet uh attractive guy who's immediately on the same level as you as far as attraction and as he gets to know each other you know he's he himself yes on one practical side is seeing himself out of this refugee camp and he's also also finding a guy that is that he can fall in love with there's nothing wrong by the way with having those two objectives one's a realist perspective of being a brown person in a situation growing up in which your life has already been threatened so he's always had to think in two two kind of mindsets and then you have Daniel whose mindset is I want I want I want and yes the world was not making it easy whatsoever for him he should not victor that is be executed or disappeared off from a place if he were to go back there and it became too much for him to think about his loved one possibly being deported back to ukraine at any point in time despite it not even being there yet but instead of biding that time and and um and being a little smarter with the with the whole um, with the whole idea, I mean, that showed even with the young girl. I mean, it's not like you didn't just have one of your own little nieces, even though they might not have told anybody about that uh, friend going out. Which why wouldn't they tell anyone about that? They seem to share everything here. At least Steven does, and I'm sure he found out eventually because she said we'll tell him eventually, not we'll never tell him that you know they got ripped off by some russians on a boat in the middle of nowhere so it it, to me analyzing the character of steven while i did not want to lose him he also was pushing himself into a further place where the outcome was not going to be in his favor so while i wasn't completely thinking daniel was gonna die in this episode it definitely increasingly by when he got to the boat and took off his shoes i knew then i knew before i saw him on the shore i was like he's not gonna make it because he that's the whole time is it, it, his mindset wasn't even in the mindset of we got to be grimy like we got to be he's he just wasn't that he skated by on his privilege and it's what inevitably led to his demise now like what Mimi said Ralph being a decent person he's not going to look back and be like oh I was uh you know I was being petty and now I don't feel anything I'm sure he felt something right away but as I stated earlier what's done is done I mean you don't have to agree with me I'm just giving the idea of how I felt about the situation and regarding culpability I don't think it would be a good idea to come out and tell anyone right now that you got to take that shit to the grave. I don't want to see that scene at the funeral and I hope we don't see that scene at the funeral unless you have a moment of Victor being you're the one that turned me in. But at this point in time, I don't know why fucking uh, Daniel ain't put that shit together. (laughs) It does not take a rocket scientist. Like I said, they go, anyone could, it really could have been anyone at any time it just happened to be this one petty moment that led to it but it's also once again Daniel's fault for fucking gushing about the man he left his husband with and the ink ain't even dry on the divorce papers they ain't even signed he living in his house where he spent years with him That's still I, I just don't want to ignore the fact that Daniel also did a very shitty thing. Rather you thought Ralph was a was better than or less than or whatever. He was still a person and he had feelings and just as we're cursing out Steven about his dirt. Yeah Daniel got dirt too but you're also right Shy not the same category. I thought I gave him a pass or shots fired because no one decided to care at all that Daniel cheated on Ralph. Like, it wasn't even a a mark against him. It was like, oh, you have Victor. Let's bring him in. And so like there was no, hey, you really hurt someone. You did something bad. You left him at my fucking house and you destroyed my barbecue. You could have set a fire. Like that was not. You even abandoned your entire family to go fuck him. He became your world on that night. And I think because of that because there's the thing about trauma and how it some it creates a closer bond between two people i think that also is a huge factor on why he was so ever consumed alone in the world that's changing and the only person that makes sense to him that's his is victor so it, victor had to come home he had to come be with him uh come hell or high water and yes it cost him his life and i don't want that romanticized at least i'm not romanticizing stop that's wrong if people romanticize it if that's that is totally your right to do so i should not have said that word i don't romanticize it myself because of the context that is so much behind it in the character that it is simply a tragedy but i feel like in a lot of ways worse for Victor I think when I saw Victor is when I actually started crying um, when I saw him at home and he was so devastated and you know that other part of his brain was just like you got to get away you got to get freedom you got to be a, you know this is good it's going in a good way but look at what it cost him as well so that's where I started tearing up more uh, about Victor's situation um daniel just i mean (laughs) he wanted to be a knight in shining armor and he wasn't a knight he wasn't so i think i've exhausted that topic enough um thanks enough uh, thanks a lot for making me making sure i don't date any men coming in my household don't touch my daughter like um no yes but that is a very true statistic and it's very sad it's why uh i'll be looking at people like um you know most people that get molested are by their family members or their boyfriends other people brought into the house and that's really sad because it, it shouldn't happen at home then we have the whole steven and you're right about that he not only yes it, that's where i was going with the difference in circumstances like come on bruh he left his husband in a terrible manner but he still left him <laughs> before he went and fucked Victor yes they were still married so he did technically break his marriage vows but before he did so he said Well, actually he didn't say shit never mind so as far as them coming clean both of them are shit but Steven you, it went on for a year you paraded your mistress in front of your children that's where Mario was like whoa like come on man in front of your children you had this woman in the house introducing her as a co-worker and you were fucking her like that don't usually the mistress never even makes it or gets to know the family she looked at this woman in her face twice multiple times and was talking to her, and Celeste knew she better than me, Ooh, she better than me, and that's why she had to be petting. like, it was that moment of, I wouldn't have done it in front of my kids like that, but my kids is 15, and, uh, Bethany is a fucking adult, yeah, I would have done it like that, <laughs> I would have, like, we ain't gonna, like, I actually had a strange thought through the entire episode, which was, that family leak is awfully convenient, because it's, You know, easier to call and tell everyone tragic news at the same time versus have to tell one and then they have to be crying and then call the other one and then they have to be crying and call the other one. You got to pass it down the line. Or if someone gets a text message because they can't talk, but everyone got to experience it in one minute in real time. The same thing about the cheating. It's like, nah, get your ass down here. She wanted to be spiteful, so yes, that's another moment in which sometimes that pettiness gets a whole gets ahead of that spitefulness pettiness but i think at the same time it's just more like no you did something terrible it affects the entire family these aren't eight nine year olds this is a 15 year old girl uh who clearly saw your dick (laughs) they're a very open family they talk about everybody's business all the time on link yeah no this this was exactly how it was gonna go down I talked longer on this podcast and I thought I was going to talk but it has been a few days since I've recorded it all so clearly I had a lot to say if you want to send feedback on the next episode you can send that to couch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast and leave the review Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.